Maybe it is reaching for the stars a little bit more, changing your career, going for some new things that you've not tried before, kind of expanding your potential. Maybe it's changing your relationship. Maybe it's changing your family dynamics. Maybe it's ending something, you know, that has become normal, but it's not healthy. It's not fulfilling you. So your new normal is whatever you want it to be that aligns with your values and what you know deep down that you have potential to achieve. Hello and welcome to Behind the Mother Mask. I'm your host, Annie Breen registered nutritional therapist, master NLP practitioner, and transformational coach for exhausted mums who don't feel enough. My mission with this podcast is to lead with vulnerability by starting to lift the psychological mask you wear each day that protects you and others from the stuff that's hard to explain and talk about. It's about sharing from the middle, not just the open wounds or the healed scabs, but the messy middle. Let's go for honesty over perfection. Because I believe when you transform yourself, you automatically transform your relationships and parenting by passing down wisdom, not wounds. So if you're up for that, you definitely don't need to do it alone. I'm here to lead you on what could be the greatest adventure of your life, behind the mother mask, back home to yourself. Hello and welcome back to Behind the Mother Mask. We are on episode 30 and as I was just saying on the outtake, (laughs) I was chatting to Dan the other day saying that I wish, okay, so I'm turning 40 this year, which I'm quite cross about because I wish that I had the wisdom that I'm going to have at 50 now, but still um, actually 30 and have the youth and the vitality of 30, knowing what I know now, turning 40, that doesn't make any sense. But I want the wisdom. I know that when I turn 50, like I'm going to be more of a I don't know, leader, guru, whatever. I've written a book, Um, but I want that now. But I want to go back to when I was 30. Yes, okay, Annie. So anyway, (laughs) Um, dark night of the soul, quarter life crisis, all of this stuff. Anyway, so I had a plan. This is the first episode I've done of the year on my own. I know we're not far in, but um, in the last three weeks, because the last two I did with Dan, I hope you enjoyed them. I'm super proud of him. The one before was all about you, which is incredible and amazing. Do check it out. And lo and behold, when it comes back to me, I'm not organized because I was actually quite in flow and a good reliable rhythm over Christmas and New Year. And I was adamant I was not going to be hit by the, in inverted commas, January blues. Um, But coming into January, I feel like I've been clouded around the head by a personal growth monster, Um, (laughs) forcing me to learn a few lessons and face the truths that are kind of rumbling in the background. So anyway, I want to talk about that because I thought 
Oh, it'd be great to start the year. Obviously, this is the second episode of the year, focusing on something really positive like energy and how we can create our new normal, which is really centered around energy. And if you've been listening to me or you know a bit about my work, my brand is Becoming the Energized Mother. And that really came from back in the day after having Bonnie and having no energy, being floored by exhaustion, burnout on every level, and just the desperation and despair that comes from not knowing how you're going to get through the day because of not having any energy. So that's where a lot of this, my work came from. And then just the kind of grown understanding that energy is so much more than just the physical and what we put into our body. Anyway, I'm going to save that because I'm not going to talk about that this week. What I really want to talk about is the reality of change. So when we're talking about, or I talk about creating a new normal, What I mean by that is looking at your situation now and your life and the reality of what is going on for you. I'm getting really honest and real about it. Like, are you happy with it? Are you willing to settle? Or do you know deep down that you're meant for more? Even not that deep down, you just know things have to change. I'm taking a guess that if you're here, that is probably you. And what I will just say is this episode specifically, and probably most of my work is for you, if you know you're meant for more, if you're not willing to settle. Yes, you want to achieve and reach this place of feeling more content. um, But you know right now that you're almost settling for less than what you deserve and what you know you have potential to achieve. So, My work and program is very much centered around creating that new normal. And that new normal is completely defined by you. And as I go through this, it will become apparent how easy it is to get stuck in inverted commas, your normal. And actually wanting something different or wanting a little bit more or something more on your terms. Oh, my goodness, how rude of you. You know, that is a rebellious act. Sit down, back in your seat. Absolutely not. Um, (laughs) So maybe your new normal is coming from this emotional home of joy and contentment. Maybe it is energy and wanting to feel more energized on every level so you can go at life more. Maybe it is deeper connection. Maybe it's all of the above. Maybe it is reaching for the stars a little bit more, changing your career, going for some new things that you've not tried before, kind of expanding your potential. Maybe it's changing your relationship. Maybe it's changing your family dynamics. Maybe it's ending something, you know, that has become normal, but it's not healthy. It's not fulfilling you. So your new normal is whatever you want it to be that aligns with your values and what you know deep down um, that you have potential to achieve. It's the things that we kind of just cast off and settle for second best because they might feel too out of reach or that's not for me. I don't have the time, don't have the energy. I can't do that. That fear of maybe failure or something holding us back. So that's what I mean by that. And What I'm going to talk about today is just the reality of my current situation and how this may be able to help you if you can resonate with it. Now, I did say to Dan yesterday, so last night, 
as I don't know what to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> Can you believe that? was probably because I had too many things. But anyways, I don't know what to talk about. And he said, well, do you remember when we did the um, NLP, the Neuro Linguistic Programming course? Then I did the same one. We did it separately. Um, Every morning they started with an open frame. So you could just come in and ask any questions, air any thoughts, and just talk. Just use it as a kind of sounding board as a group. And he said, why don't you do that? So I was like, right, okay, I'm going to, um, no, I didn't say I'm going to do that. And it is actually quite a good idea now, it's percolated, so that's what I'm going to do. And after my shower this morning, which is where the fountain of all inspiration and clarity kind of fell into place a little bit more about what I'm going to talk to you about. So let's set the scene. Yesterday, so over the weekend, let me think, where am I at? I was moving into the luteal phase of my cycle. Now, I've spoken quite a lot in the past, maybe not enough, actually, about my previous issues with PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, and these extreme symptoms that I used to get for decades um, just before my cycle. So the sensitivity there, because as soon as I start to feel something, I start to think, oh, I don't ever want it to go back to what it was. But anyway, what I also need to acknowledge and I want you to acknowledge is women have a cycle. We're attuned to this kind of undulating, ebb and flowing 28 day cycle that's very much influenced and connected by nature. And we have to honor that as a kind of rhythm. And we are going to have times, especially through the luteal phase, where we feel more tired, we feel more introverted, we need that time for introspection, we need space. I have ADHD, so space is essential to me. And what happened over the weekend, like I'd had this really good December and I was showing up online and um, really kind of enjoying life and putting myself out there. And I kind of found this kind of flow and, like I said, reliable rhythm. And then things took a dip and they took a dip in alignment with the phase of the moon, my menstrual cycle, and just a kind of few kind of visits that we'd been on and stuff and I felt like all this stuff was bubbling up to the surface and it wasn't new stuff but it was almost like unresolved stuff that I know about like there's little kind of ghosts in the walls but I kind of pushed them back down and got cross and frustrated and resentment and those those emotions are just not good for me that they are not good I know that that is kind of a um, warning sign so also over the weekend uh, so last week was when the schools returned and my I can hear outside my little bubba did not so basically has taken herself or led herself out of school and we have known this for some time that this was inevitable this was going to happen is going to happen but what we had done is kind of resisted it because we've probably said this before Dan and I have admitted that Bonnie going to school suits us more than it suits her it gives us the space and time to do what we need to do and now her coming out and this big realization that that we know that it's not right for her it's the reality that oh my goodness this is changing 
And before Christmas, I had little pockets of time because I think it's really important to like practice gratitude and have awareness around gratitude where I just felt so grateful for how things were. But with that, I didn't want it to change. It's kind of like things are going really well. I feel content. I want it to stay like this. But then there were aspects of my life and our life. Dan's not happy in his job that he's spoken about. Bonnie's not happy in school. We want to move. Um, We have kind of big dreams and things that we want to achieve big transitions that yes as I felt happy it was temporary it was it was that temporary in that form I'm not saying happiness is temporary but it was that was content in that moment but I knew there was this kind of pending change on the horizon so anyway over the weekend that was the realization um now what was really interesting here is I re- I'm a very spiritual person and I'm very guided by more than just myself and my own intuition. I'm guided by spirit. I'm very open to the universe and universal kind of guidance and signs. Work with a psychic medium like this is just who I am. And I'd become quite disconnected from that and stuck in my kind of, I say human shell, but the whole emotion of frustration and resentment and even though that was my reality, I felt what I basically felt, oh my God, Bonnie's not at school. I'm going to have no space. That that was it. Like, how am I going to get anything done? I'm going to have to give up my job. I'm going to have to sacrifice stuff. Um, I can't do my thing because I need to give over my time and my energy. And then all these kind of emotions came up. So a couple of things happened. Number one is I was scrolling Facebook. Now, I've spoken about this in my masterclass. Scrolling isn't always bad. I think sometimes we are looking for answers. And my friend had posted this post from Dr. Naomi Fisher. And I don't know if you've heard of her, but she has got to come on this podcast. <laughs> and if she doesn't, um, I'll keep asking her. Um so I'm going to invite her, but she's a child psychologist. I don't know if she's just child, but she's a psychologist. don't know much about her because she just popped into my world at the weekend. And she has written a course on my child. It's called My Child Is Not Fine at School. And I thought, perfect. And it's from a friend who has a similar outlook and mindset to me. So I thought, great. Okay, perfect. So I bought it. It's like 40 quid. And it's been, it wasn't a long course. Dan and I have watched it transformational so helpful I say transformation really reassuring really validating and so so helpful so isn't it funny um as I was just thinking about that connection because sometimes we get so so stuck in our head and in our emotion that we fail to see kind of options and ways forward and ways through so um there was that and then Katie my amazing shut mine I don't own her so Katie was doing a live. So she she is the psychic medium that I worked with. She was doing a live sometimes. She, often actually, she shows up on social media. She's on there a lot. Um, did an amazing live, and it was such a good reminder. In a nutshell, I need to go back and watch it. But it she was talking about connection and how when we get stuck in these kind of low vibrational states like frustration, we almost invite more of that in. So what we put out, we get back. And I know that that sounds really obvious maybe not but it it does to me that's my kind of understanding but it was such a good reminder that yeah I'm getting stuck in my emotional state now this wasn't a very long period of time this was just a weekend 
<laughs> or as I used to get stuck in it, that would be my permanent kind of state. My emotional home was overwhelm, and that's not the case now. So there was just this really good remind of how we tend to get more of what we put out. And another thing that she said that I thought was brilliant, she was saying that when you're in this kind of survival-based thinking or thought process and you've got a lot going on and your head feels really overwhelmed and busy and obviously if you believe that what you put back you get out and you have that kind of mindset and you believe in a connection with something that's bigger than us whatever that is then it makes complete sense that what you're going to be met with is survival-based interventions so she used the metaphor or the analogy of the banana in the handbags. If you've got low blood sugar or you're suddenly hungry or you get hangry, you reach for a snack to resolve that problem quickly. But what you really want is kind of like the full roast dinner or the chicken quinoa salad or whatever with the protein and the array of macronutrients, which is really going to resolve the problem longer term over time. So that was so, so interesting. And it really got me thinking about how we attract sometimes these quick fix solutions or these quick fix solutions look really appealing. And for some time, they offer a bit of relief. But over time, we tend to sink back into that pain point, you know, where we're just patching over the wound, we're just band-aiding over something. So that was really interesting to me. So anyway, that had this, so I had the reminder, I had the course come in, and I thought, thank you. And I also had the reminder to take some time to connect. For me, that is connecting with spirit, but it could be just journaling and asking for help, asking for clarity. But also, like she said, if you feel overwhelmed and stuck in survival mode and relying on bananas, ask for some mental space. Ask for some help with decluttering your mind so that you can just have some clarity. We forget this so much. I certainly do because this is who I am. And I sometimes forget this part of it, that connection. So that was so, so helpful. Such a good reminder. And then yesterday I woke up, I was like overwhelmed. I couldn't really see that path forward. Also for me, needing space and being ADHD and picking up very intense on my environment especially the emotional environment and the feelings of others is I needed I needed space I needed to go out so I felt a bit stuck emotionally and Dan was like go out Dan took care of Bonnie and I went I went to Lululemon (laughs) ladies when you are stuck in life go and try on as many leggings as you can (laughs) now here's the thing because here just brings it back to the podcast I need to get my podcast to my beautiful editor on a Monday. And normally that's perfect and it suits me fine and all good. But it was Sunday yesterday and I was stuck in this kind of um, emotional frustration, resentment, not knowing what to do, helplessness trap. Oh, my life is changing. My life is ending. Bonnie's going to be at home. Even though we knew it was the right thing. No, it is. All of this was going on. Like the change had come quite quickly and hard like a wrecking ball. And so I had the time and I, I said to Dan, like, I don't think I'm going to do my podcast. I don't think I'm going to go into town and find that time just to sit in a cafe. I couldn't sit still, first of all. I think I just need to go and do whatever I want to do, um, which obviously, you know, <laughs> clothes, <laughs> buying things. But the first thing I did is I went, so I went to a part of Edinburgh where there was a cat cafe and I thought, 
And I go in the cat cafe, that will calm me down. I can stroke the cats. Fur really calms it down. I've got Bonnie's teddy here now. And it was full. So I was looking at the cats through the windows. I can't do that. So then I went to the hula cafe. And my second thing, because this is like a priority, it's kind of just in innately in me, is nutrition. I needed a green juice. I needed resistance, right? in life leads to inflammation we've got to understand that the body keeps the score so all this frustration resentment that is going to be increasing levels of inflammation the luteal phase of your menstrual cycle is fairly inflammatory so it can feel like this rising kind of anger this rising heat sometimes you can actually feel more bloated more water retention but this kind of um overwhelm like um, neuroinflammation as well which is very much around the brain so I felt like that so I couldn't go and see the cats I got my um juice I got my healthy chicken oh no it was like a dull thing and then I thought I'm gonna go to Lululemon because I could I need some more leggings but I ended up going in there and <laughs> chatting so they are brilliant in there very lovely helpful people I needed some leggings of a different size to what I'd bought in the past. And I was going on about running. It's like, I need these, these running ones. And she was telling me then more about kind of running and how, why I need that one and not this one that was better. And then I actually had to kind of disclose the fact that I don't run. I just like them. <laughs> I actually don't run. Um, I just like the running ones because they're always lighter. But it's funny how their, her advice went from offering me loads of running ones to, oh, if you're just laying about. It's like, no, 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 I'm not laying about either. I just want like the in-betweeny. But anyway, I think the moral of the story is it was just space and choice. Time to do something that isn't really anything. Too structured that I just needed that time. And in that, I was also listening to um, Davina McCall's podcast with Stephen Bartlett, the Diary of the CEO podcast. If you feel called to and you're not, you've not listened to that, please, oh my goodness, go listen to it because it's emotional, but it's phenomenal. And she feels like a sister from another mister. Like when I hear big high profile people talking about some of the stuff that I feel and talk about, it's like, oh, come on, Annie, like, you can do this. So one of my big fears was that I'm, I'm going to lose my podcast. I'm not going to have the time to do that. And obviously having a bit of time, I didn't want to spend it on that. I needed to just go and try leggings on or whatever, or destroy, let sweaty Betty destroy my card. <laughs> I'm always very reserved in Lululemon and then I go to sweaty Betty and I lose the plot. Anyway, there's a sale on. So let me talk about, let me put this into some structure for you. Um, this is great, this kind of open frame, me, and, and now I'm joined by um, Artie, Bonnie's teddy bear. So what I want to say on this, and I'm going to bring, the reason I shared that is some context, but I'm going to bring it in because it'll make more sense. What I want to say about creating a new normal is to really acknowledge the fact that change is hard. And I think Dan and I spoke about this it is hard change is hard because it's new it's unfamiliar and it's uncomfortable even though you know it's right here's the really important thing you know in your gut and in your heart and in your instinct that it's the right thing to do the reason it's hard is because it's growth and like Gabor Mate has said in the past that a, a, like a, a little shrub, a root growing through the soil, it's it has to like become vulnerable 
for it to actually break through. It has to, it's going to go through some discomfort. It's like the caterpillar into the butterfly. The caterpillar breaks down into mush before it rises as a beautiful butterfly. So I think it's really important to just acknowledge that actually change is hard because it's growth and just to reframe it and remind yourself of that. Uh, it's not a breakdown, it's a breakthrough. Now, I have regular breakdowns because I'm growing a lot, okay? <laughs> and I've said in the past that usually before something really good happens, like a really good podcast episode, there's like this breakdown, the darkness before the dawn. And I do think this to be true. I think that we don't always just go through one big rock bottom in life. And for some people, that might be true. That we're going through these mini rock bottoms. We almost have to get to the the pain cave in order to kind of use that pain energy to propel ourselves out of it. That reality check that, whoa, this is not my destiny. This is not where I'm going to stay. I can accept this is happening. This is not where I'm going to stay. I'm meant for more. What happens then is this kind of resistance. And this is what I found for me is we resist the truth. And this is where we lean on these short, quick fix things. So for Bonnie, and this is not wrong, but going into the school and putting in place band-aids. The problem with that and what I now know to be true is it's not addressing the root cause to why she's unhappy in school in the first place. And it's nothing to do with her. There's nothing wrong with her. School is not the right environment for every child. Same with us and employment. You know, this lady used the word about, um, sorry, the example of imagine if you were going into a job every day that you didn't enjoy. But when you spoke about it, you were just told to get on with it. Your family couldn't really help because they didn't know what to do. And you were offered like some well-being courses and some support and mindfulness and like vouchers to do exercise so you could keep going. Imagine that. And this is so, so true. And that has been so interesting to me because I am a root cause person, but yet I was being led by societal, like other people, other people's kind of frameworks and processes and was disconnected from actually the truth of the matter that this is not right. It doesn't matter what we do, whether we change lunch times, whether we change this or that or put in this kind of intervention. It's not going to change the fact that your child is not fine at school. I'm using this example because this is a real life one that's current, but you could apply that to anything you could apply it to your relationship that you know deep down and I work with a lot of women whose relationships have kind of served their their time that it's not right it served you once it was good once but now you've changed you've grown for whatever reason or maybe that person is revealing true colors or something's happened there so you could apply this to anything really And then the resistance, resistance is inflammatory. You know, it kind of can get you stuck in these survival-based thought processes. And again, relying on quick fix solutions that are not sustainable, the, the truth finds a way to bubble up normally around the full moon and your menstrual cycle. So when we do, we kind of fall back into the comfort zone, which is the danger zone, because that's when we're kind of this energy neutral state, which I'm going to talk about next week when I talk about energy. But, you know, if we think about it, 
that we're at point A and then something changes and we we start to kind of deteriorate and then we get into the pain cave, which is, let's just say point D. And then we do these interventions. So we try changing our diet or changing external things or doing a mindfulness thing or, or whatever. They can all be good things, but they just get us up to the point where we're energy neutral with the same point of where we sunk in the first place i hope this makes sense i've done a whole training on this (laughs) we're not really addressing the reasons the deeper reasons which are much more internal in our identity our self-worth our belief systems our imprinting unresolved trauma to why those behaviors took us to that point in the first place and changing the behavior is not the long-term solution. I think this is what I'm trying to say is we get very fixated on behaviors and changing the external and we fail to see the reasons and the root causes and the, the, the drivers to why we ended up there in the first place. And it will feel like when you're constantly trying to change external stuff and behaviors, like you're having to rely on willpower, which is not is not sustainable. Um, it can feel short-term obtainable, long-term unsustainable. It's like you're trying to pull buckets of sand around. So what I just want to say on this, and there's a few points that I just want to reflect over. I didn't actually take a note at the time. This is going to be a short podcast. <laughs> Lies. Right, let me just have some coffee. Hello. Just a little interruption to this episode. I just want to share with you that I am now taking on clients for my one-to-one coaching program for 2023. And honestly, like I believe there's time and what you choose to do with it. There's no right or wrong time. And if you're hearing this and it's resonating and you're listening to this episode, then that is happening for a reason. So I actually created my energized mother model with you in mind. Just to clarify, I don't work with new mums. When I say I don't, I do, but I don't per se just work with new mums. I tend to work with high functioning mums who are suffering in silence, who have kind of just got on with it for so long and maybe abandoned themselves or sacrificed their needs in the process of raising their kids. And they realize they're living this kind of legacy of depletion, legacy of living in this kind of inner conflict of exhaustion. And they just know they can feel so much better and they want to bet on themselves and raise their standards and step up for themselves. So this proven four month one to one breakthrough pathway is to help you transform unresolved trauma and what I mean by that these are the unconscious hidden things that are in our blind spot often and that are holding us back sometimes there's really obvious things we've been through that have a huge impact on our identity and who we are and who we become but often what I see is these drip fed moments that build up like sand that really impact our sense of confidence and self-worth and how we're able to honor ourselves and kind of be the agent in our life. So it's really about transforming those from the roots so that we can release those overwhelming emotions that tend to hijack us when curveballs come our way or our hormonal cycle. (laughs) And this is so that you are free and free is the word to live and parent with more peace, purpose and energy passing down wisdom and not wounds and that's what I really want for you if you are dedicated to changing the narrative for the next generation but also having a bit of fun and living your life in the process 
this is for you. And I combine, you've probably heard me on the podcast, I combine my nutritional therapy and functional medicine approach and really looking at what's going on underneath the surface at the root. And I have a whole load of tools in the toolbox here around functional testing that are open to you. And on the other hand, I combine that with my transformational coaching and hypnosis and NLP, where we really get to do some incredible techniques that unless you experience them they're really hard to explain and actually go back to where these beliefs originated and this is where we do the magic and we can really release them and reframe them but also find the resources that you need to move forward that are normally hidden under life's layers of crap It is transformational. You can read on my website some of the reviews and testimonials and feedback. And I put the link in the show notes for you to go and read that full page. You want to know a little bit more, but also please do reach out because we're all different. And this is a very individual kind of program based on you as an individual. And it's very holistic. So reach out if you want to know whether it's right for you. And I would absolutely love to hear from you. So the link is in the show notes. Go have a read, drop me a message, and we can have a chat. Let's make 2023 your year. Okay, back to the episode. I read this the other day. See, things just come in. Perhaps I spend too much time online. But anyway, I'm on this kind of starseed account. And it said this. It said, the portal to every next level is through the parts of yourself that you avoid. Big tick to that. So uh, yes, yes. And like I say, new level, new devil. When we are growing and growth can feel hard and uncomfortable as we've spoken about and we're forced to face the truth, we have to. We have to face the truth because that's how we learn from the hard stuff, how we evolve and how we expand into our new level or our new life or the next step or however you want to see that. So navigating the storm of change, I've just called it that. These are just a few points of what I've learned this weekend and what I know to be true, but what I'm being honest with you about that I'm implementing at this level and stage of my life. Okay, so the first thing is intention, because I'm growing too, I'm growing with you. Intention, own the fact that you're committing to a new normal for yourself and your family. I think this is so, so important. Ownership and set the positive intention that you want a different standard. You want a different life. You want to feel differently. And I always say to people, start where you are. I'm applying this to my journey where it is at the moment. But oh my goodness, you know, I've come a long way. So start where you are. It's the intention. The second thing, which I have just grown and grown and grown to understand as being so important is vision. And we kind of shy away from vision because sometimes we're really clear on what we don't want and how we don't want to feel. But it's much harder when you ask someone what you want, because usually what they'll say is not to feel so shit. They don't want to feel the thing that they're experiencing. It's really hard for them to articulate and putting myself here in the past what they do want. And that's for many reasons, fear that they can't have it, fear they'll lose it when they have it. And that it just doesn't feel possible that they actually can't see the wood for the trees because they're so disconnected from themselves and they're in this survival normal. It has become their normal. And you start to lose your confidence and self-belief here. So vision is very much about what you see 
And it's when your passion is manifested into the world. What does it look like? I am a visual person, so I've done a vision board, which I've spoken a little bit here and there, probably not enough on. Um, but that was such a healing, enlightening, uplifting process for me to go through because, oh my goodness, belief systems are very deeply entrenched. You know, I've done a lot of work here, but even I was like, oh, can I have that? Is it all right to put that on there? You know, asking for permission from I don't know who. And I do this with my clients. I help them create a vision and we can do it in different ways through visualization. You know, a simple thing is imagining the thing that you've achieved the thing, like adopting the wonder and imagination of a child for a minute and just creating that vision in your mind of how you'd like things to be, whether that's a vision of you in six months time with energy, with confidence. Maybe you've taken that step to do the thing. Maybe it's more of a family-based thing that you're changing your family circumstances and dynamics. Maybe you're moving. What does that look like? And then ask yourself, what does this change? What possibilities does this change open up to me? What else is possible? That can really help. There's many ways to do this, but what I just want to say, this is not telling you what to do this episode. It's just about understanding how hard the reality of change and the things that can really help just to keep keep in mind. So vision, intention, vision perspective light take that said never forget where you're coming from and this is actually I was just rummaging in my bag before because I wanted to read you this and I did read this out on social media so it's already had its debut but I wanted to read this out to you because I think it really does put things into perspective it certainly does for me so I wrote this when was that This was on day three of my cycle back in 2021 (laughs) when I was tracking um, everything. So never forget where you're coming from. Even if you feel like you have struggled all your life and that you have been in some kind of emotional pain all your life and life feels hard and you've kind of got that why me mentality. Why is it always happened to me? Like I try so hard, but I always seem to get like derailed or just kind of taken out. So start where you are. The fact that you are here and you are listening to this podcast, that is huge. That shows tenacity. It shows resilience. It shows strength. It shows so many things. Um, Sometimes we don't give ourselves credit for what we've achieved because we don't give ourselves the time to reflect. And if you've listened to the previous three episodes, they were all on reflection. How powerful it is when we give ourselves a little bit of space just to look back about experiences and things that we've done and and what we've learned and our role in them. Even if it's like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. That wasn't a good idea. That is a learning. So I'm here moaning to you about the fact that, you know, Bonnie's come out of school and things are changing and blah, 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 blah. which is exactly what I'm manifesting this new life but um listen to this this is what I wrote a year ago so this was on Christmas Eve of 2021 and again if you've listened back to my journey you will know that things are very different for me so this is what I said then I wrote there is no place for me and the place I've been allocated I don't like I feel uneasy I've lost my place and my mission has become getting through just survival To feel this on edge all the time does not feel safe. I don't feel safe within myself. I feel rejected. And parenting from this place of feeling unsafe, rejection and unease, 
is hard. Is the mother own being essentially the child? I only have one child and I actually have two, my inner child as well. And it's all on her. The thought of having more is unimaginable. I must be better. I must make it my mission to create and find the space within me that feels like an anchor. An anchor no matter what. For me and in turn, Bonnie and my family. No wonder she doesn't want to be around me. It's dangerous. I'm dangerous. It's a bold claim. I'm so scared of and deeply feeling a projection. It feels like it owns me. But I also, something, it helps me, also believe it helps me find the space I need away from the stimulation. I wonder if rejection is just a way to find the solitude I need to stay connected. Okay, so it's not like a terrible ending. And obviously, I'm sat here in front of you. And I'm sure you can just tell from how who I am and how I'm showing up and what you hear me talk about that that is not how I feel anymore. And that was just before I got my ADHD diagnosis. And before I understood rejection sensitivity dysphoria, the overstimulation of the nervous system, the sensitivity of the nervous system and my different requirements in terms of my space and my energy and my well-being. So I'm sharing that because it feels like it's a different person. It's not hard for me to share that, but that is a year. So it's amazing what can happen in a year. So never forget where you're coming from. Give yourself time to reflect. And this is um, the perspective. So that point was perspective sometimes we're so in it that it's really hard to see the wood for the trees and this helps you change that perspective when you look back um, from this kind of neutral place and look at the learnings the fourth thing is learnings and gains like I just said what are the hidden truths what I will say here is sometimes we know the truth, but we resist it because it feels too painful. And I'm going to put this into, I'm going to be very clear what I mean by this, because you might be like, what the hell is she on about? I have had a sort of, I say revelation or realization that is drip fed. It's not been a bit like, oh my God, maybe it was a bit that I'm not very good at receiving and giving love doesn't mean I'm not loving and I find it very easy with Bonnie and with Dan but with other relationships due to my past trauma and all sorts of stuff I've definitely learned to armor up and mask up and obviously the reason for the podcast behind the mother mask to protect myself but what that has done is it stopped the love getting in as well as the fear and the hurt so and somebody said something to me the other day when we were talking about difficult relationships and it's like, but can you see the love? Can you see beyond the behavior of maybe what this, these people were doing? Can you see beyond that? And can you see the love? And I was like, that's so interesting. Mm, there's a block. There's a block. Why can't I see the love? Like, why can't? So this has taken me on this kind of, my friend Jen did this amazing retreat and she told me about it and the path of love I am interested in doing it and the other day it's just the money that is where I'm at at the moment but for my 40th 
So that's in February, if you want to get me anything. Um, <laughs> the, the Path of Love's in March. And I thought, this is perfect timing. Like, this is so Annie. What do you want for your birthday? I want to go on a deep, immersive, transformational retreat that's going to strip me down to my soul. Um, that is, you know, what I'm prepared to do. <laughs> what I want to do. But it feels right. And even the fact that, like, I'm friends with Jen and these things come into my world, it, it's like they're there it's a sign and I was put the application in and um on the radio I was just doing my makeup the other day and I just got an email back from them and the song that came on the radio was entrance only love will set you free it's one of my favorite songs but like this is there's something in this I've really hit a root with um love because I think so often we we need to consider root causes when it comes to family and what they pass on and wounds and we forget sometimes about what we lose in the face of dealing with hard stuff and carrying trauma and transmitted kind of pain is actually love and what were we modeled what was the love languages we were modeled um it's such a big realization for me that maybe I'm not very good at giving and receiving love in a way that is meaningful and deep and serves me and others but also allows me to be free from these kind of armors and walls that I put up I yeah I'm just thinking while I'm talking so anyway the learnings and gains is real hidden truths one of the questions I really love and um, one of the NLP questions that I ask my clients and I'll ask you this now because it might help you is what are you pretending not to know about your situation because often the answers all the time the answers are within us and it's how we can access them, but also face them and accept them and not kind of resist them. Because another thing, I'm going to be honest with you, and this is the Marianne Williamson quote, what we're really fearful is our kind of light and what we're capable of, is that I'm scared. Am I ready to be the person that comes out the other end of that retreat? Because I know what it's going to do is put the ownership and responsibility and accountability back on me in terms of how I treat people, how I show up, my belief systems, my judgments, my preconceived ideas. And no, it's going to challenge me because sometimes we end up behaving in the way that we don't want from other people. Like we don't like judgment, but we can be judgmental. So interesting. So what are you pretending not to know about your situation or problem? the learnings and gains okay so we're nearly there the next one is honesty and it feeds in all these feed into each other but being really honest with yourself so we're talking about going through change and whilst it's feeling uncomfortable always being honest and what I'm talking about these are not one-time practices they're kind of daily practices that we could think about each day and it might not be you do all of these things but this could be part of a uh, I don't know a, a morning routine or a journaling routine or an evening routine of something or maybe you just jump through this list like intention vision reflection perspective you know these are just things we need to check in with honesty letting go of the idea so honesty really allows for acceptance accepting where you are now but also accepting what's possible for you and accepting where you have been in the past and I think acceptance is a bit like um, forgiveness in a way letting go of the idea that things are different because we get so stuck on how things aren't and that can put us in that grief and that victim place which I think we really have to face and not try and sweep away those are big emotions especially grief 
but it's letting go of the idea that things are different. Maybe that release and that letting go is a daily practice, that acceptance, because everything, we're always changing and our environment's changing and there's a lot of people we can't change. So be honest, be honest with yourself and your role in, in your life. Relationships. This was a huge one that I learned from Dr. Naomi Fisher about the course on my kids not fine at school. Oh my God, this really hit me because it was nurture the relationship with your child and rebuild the trust. So trust has been lost between Bonnie and adults and Bonnie and us because we haven't listened to her. We've put her in a situation time and time again where she's unhappy and she's not had choice and it shows up in her behavior, believe me. Your relationship with your child is the most important one. It transcends all space and time. That attachment and that bond is a gift that is passed down by generations to generations like echoes of love. This is how we change the narrative for the next generation. It's through that bond. And that is built very much on trust. So for me now, this is flipped on its head. The, the, the priority isn't trying to fight the system or get Bonnie into school or change the system. It's building the relationship with Bonnie and trust. And what I would just say, if, if this is not your situation with your kids, what about the relationship with yourself? Nurturing that relationship with yourself, because it literally reflects everything else that we do. And I think this is so important and rebuilding trust with yourself. If you can commit to something each day that helps you restore that trust, whether it's doing a green smoothie or a walk or journaling or just thinking through some of these points and you you do it and you build that momentum that you can trust you can count on yourself you start to trust yourself more the next one is opportunities so this is where in the eye of the storm or the mist of the storm the dark night of the soul we look for the opportunities and like steve said my friend steve who was on the podcast um talking about his unconventional parenthood journey Sometimes the curveball is more meaningful than anything we have planned. And I've spoken about this in episode seven, where I use the Mike Tyson quote, like it's very well having a plan until you get punched in the face. That's parenthood, isn't it really? (laughs) That's life. So I think here it's looking for the opportunities within the struggle. My experience is that's where the gold is. That's where the growth is. The magic is usually in the mess. So it's looking, it's not changing your vision or your mission and your bigger kind of goal and aim and where you're heading towards. It's changing the approach. It's being able to be flexible. And it's very much led by the relationship you have with yourself and your child and what feels right and your instincts. And what I put here is values. So my values, and I pulled these out of my head this morning, and they change quite a lot at the moment because I'm growing at quite a rapid pace, is faith. So faith in the universe, faith that things will be okay, that things will work out, faith in myself, faith in my vision, faith in us as a family, and, you know, that connection with spirit, Uh, trust, trust in myself. My mantra for 2023 is I trust my choices. Oh, it's two, two, two. Yay. I trust my choices. That is huge. And leadership moving in leadership for me is leading with vulnerability like I'm doing with this leading when I don't necessarily know the outcome or the full direction it is about moving in I've always been for reasons that are valid quite avoidant 
avoidant parenting, avoiding kind of the truth, avoiding situations because of the armor, it's actually moving in and leading. And obviously this comes with vulnerability and compassion and grace and all of the above. Okay. And be gentle with yourself with that, but move in. So that's just mine. And then I think, again, the acceptance of this is happening and not the resistance. Okay, so this is happening. What can I learn from it? What can I do? What What is the kind of, um, what is the take home here? I do believe things happen for a reason. I do believe life happens for us. And I know that some people might, that's a hard concept depending on your story and experience. And I'm not putting that on you, but that is my kind of way of thinking. And being much more guided by your internal value system, your internal navigation system over outside forces. And this has been huge for me. Am I just another bum on a seat in life? Fuck no, I'm not a backstage actor. Is Bonnie just a bum on a seat? Is attendance the most important thing? No, absolutely not. And even if you feel as a person not equipped to deal with the change that is kind of on the horizon, oh shit, I don't have another alternative. I couldn't cope. Like Bonnie coming out of school is an example. Actually, no, she's not a bum on a seat. Her happiness matters. And every child and every person is different. And we want to really foster that sense of wonder and authenticity and self-worth. That's important. The relationship, the attachment that transcends all space and time, that's important. So even now, I know I don't have all the answers, but I know that's important. And you know what? I'm recording this podcast now and she's in the other room and nothing. she's come in, she had a bit of ice cream. It's okay. So I think just really acknowledging that it makes you feel more empowered because you're trusting your values, you're trusting what's right to you. And what I just put here is it starts with a decision. You think it starts with a decision, even if you don't know where that decision is going to end and you don't have all the kind of how worked out. It's just, look, we're going to do something differently. We're going to try this, or we're going to just come together and we're going to talk this through. We're going to hold space for this idea. And then the um, the next bit, sorry, we are nearly there. <laughs> is like what Donna Lancaster says about buffalo. When there's a storm, buffalo turn around and they run into the storm. Rather than running away from what's inevitable and kind of that feeling of pending doom, they actually turn and face it and go into it so they can feel the extremities of it so that they can feel what it feels like to run through the rain and the wind and the storm. Otherwise, they're just running from it, aren't they? And they're always scared. Yeah. No, face it. And I think face the fear. Face the fear. That's right, Bonnie. Face the fear, like Bonnie says. Stop running away. But I think a lot of the time we run away from ourselves and our hidden truths. So with compassion, with grace, with love, with kindness to yourself, how can you start to face the storm? This is what I'm doing at the moment. (laughs) Um, It's not so bad if you put it together with the the previous kind of points and factors that I've spoken about. And then it leads really nicely into the next point, which is support, because I don't think we can do this alone. And what I know to be true is sometimes there will be people out there or people in your support network, usually in your family, who have different ideas to you. They don't support your ideas. They have different models of the world that they view life through, different filters, different life experiences, different belief systems and, and kind of different trajectories and what they're asking for or not asking for from life. So 
they might love you, but they can't necessarily, um, they're not on your page. Our job is to seek out, is to intentionally seek out cheerleaders, influencers, mentors, supporters, coaches, therapists, friends, anyone who can, we can build that network. It doesn't, it's thinking outside the box. In fact, it's removing the box altogether. Building your team of supporters and cheerleaders that help you through this change period. Whilst accepting those who are part of our team, even if they don't, maybe it doesn't always feel that way. Maybe they support you in a different way. And this is where the love piece comes in. Because if love isn't enough, that's maybe where the work needs to be and how we receive love and how we accept their love language towards us. I think also here becomes the opportunity to have conversations, conversations. And sometimes it's just sharing the process with someone. It's not telling them that you're expecting anything from them or wanting anything or demanding anything or making them believe what you believe. It's just, this is what we're doing. And I think that comes back to the vision and that sense of team and, and having some kind of support network. And that can look like whatever it needs to, to you. And the next point is dropping the pressure. Like how much pressure do we put on ourselves? And this is something I learned from Naomi Fisher about that from that course is that there's so much pressure to do things a certain way through societal narratives or systems and things that are set up that maybe don't suit you, your family or your child. So it's actually dropping the pressure and finding your own reliable rhythm. For me, Lucy Sheridan taught me a lot when she talked about dolphins and I'm talking a lot about a lot of animals. Dolphins are above water and kind of performing and they're doing the kind of the showman type stuff, but then they're underneath and they're taking care of their family and they're underneath. And it's almost finding your own reliable rhythm that are a bit like dolphins, that sometimes we are going to have to go underneath and we're going to have to nurture the roots and we're going to have to nurture the family. And here, for me, when it comes to work, my fear is always about having to let go of my work or the sacrifice, is actually getting very clear on the bare minimums, like the bare minimums I need to do that fulfill me and fill my cup, that create impact in the world and nurture my audience and you, but allow me to then go underneath like the dolphins do and nurture my family at the same time and what's going on at the moment. Because it all is temporary. (laughs) It all is phases. It's a dance. It's a dance of reciprocity. And, you know, yesterday I was like, I'm going to have to give up my job. And now I'm telling you this. I'm not lying with what I'm telling you. Like, I do believe this to be true. I think sometimes we just need to get that perspective and shift our emotional state and come back to what feels really aligned with our values. And this stuff, yeah, it makes sense. Do you know what? The reality is I don't have to give up my work. I might just need to do it differently for a while and be like a dolphin and drop the pressure. How much pressure do we put on ourselves? This is the truth. We think there's so much pressure put on us from outside, whether that be from the schools to comply, conform, or through work or family or whatever. But actually, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves because we don't do those things. And I think this is where we really get to take the power back. And then the last two points is just emotional well-being and identity to make this a priority. To What can you do to nurture your emotional well-being? And this is where you have to honour the fact you need space. 
you know, we do need that little bit of time and it's how we ask for it most of the time. And most of the time people are happy to give it to us. So it's, it's about how we ask for what we need. The last point is going back to Davina's podcast. So I don't want to ruin all of that. You can go listen to it. But Stephen Bartlett was asking her about how she created her career and she's very much into manifesting and this kind of thing. And she did say that we we need to create opportunities. We need to walk the path and it will unfold. Don't wait for it just to appear. And what she says is through hard times and through this process of growth is just keep walking. And it makes me think about what Katie said to me a while ago, which was, don't wait to do the right thing by Bonnie. And this totally makes sense to be now thinking like what I've just said about what are we pretending not to know about our situation? Like we have the answers. We intuitively know what's right, but sometimes we don't trust ourselves or we don't know the whole path forward or the, the how, the details of how we're going to do it. And it feels like there's so many barriers in our way. And it's scary because it's the unknown. But I would also extend that to don't wait to do the right thing by you when you know, when you know that you're meant for more, you know, things can be different, you know, you deserve more. And just going back also to what Davina was saying, just walk forward one step at a time. We don't have to eat the whole cake. (laughs) And sometimes these steps can feel like the huge transformative kind of changes and we're, we're kind of biting off the whole cake in one go. But often they're small steps that start with a decision to really prioritize you and your needs or your child, both. And I absolutely love that because as much as we're being dolphins or buffaloes or whatever we're being, mothers, hello, Bonnie, keep walking, whether that's a slow pace, a faster pace, maybe you need to take a rest, but keep walking towards that vision and keep taking your people with you. You don't have to do it alone. And I'll finish on the Ram. The Ram Das quote is, we're all just walking each other home. And I think that's true. Okay, I'm going to... Our body's body's eating my ear. I'm going to finish on that point, and that's just my complete weekend brain dump for you. I hope that it's been helpful, and that's very much about just accepting that change is hard, but it's totally worth it. Choose your hard. Staying the same is not an option. Let me know whether this has resonated, and I'll be back next week to talk about energy and some of the things I haven't spoken about how we actually create that change in the first place. Okay. Take care. Have a good week. Bye.